0: Well, thank you um, very much, Mike. I've written, uh, I, I've, read, I've read books trying to explain what's going on there. And you, you managed to do it very simply, very clearly. So thank you very much indeed, Olga and York. So thank you very, very much indeed. That was absolutely brilliant. Father God, help us and guide us into all truth. I do pray in Jesus' name. Amen there are there are two ways that John 16 tells us the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth firstly he will declare the things to come he will help us look forward and the second thing is Jesus says is he will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you in other words he will help us look up at the glory of Jesus life is difficult I think that's an understatement at the moment. (laughs) Many people are feeling insecure or simply sad, very sad. Companies are closing, people are losing their jobs, friends continue to leave. And that's nothing in comparison to what is going on in other places. And for Christians, life can get very difficult. In some places, people are suffering and dying specifically for their faith. Last Sunday a gunman went into a Catholic church in Owo in Nigeria and gunned down 50 members of the congregation. Jesus at the beginning of John chapter 16 has told his followers it's going to get hard, really hard. They will be persecuted by people who think that by killing them they are doing God's will, or if they don't believe in God, that by killing them, by arresting them, they are doing the good and right thing. And Jesus in our reading says to the disciples, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Of course they can't bear them now. How can he tell Andrew, Andrew, you are going to be crucified on an egg shaped cross? How is he going to tell all the disciples, apart from John, you are all going to be martyred, die for your faith? How does he tell Peter, you're going to be crucified upside down because you're my follower? How can he tell his followers that we will become refuse, the detritus of society? Or uh, and that, that, that and at times would be mocked and hated and how can he tell them how could he tell them that when he's about to be taken away from them and crucified himself how can he tell them that before they see the resurrection and before the coming of the Holy Spirit But Jesus tells them that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, will guide them into all truth. He will help us to look up, to look up at Jesus, the eternal Son of God. And he will help us to look forward. The Holy Spirit will help us to look up. Jesus says, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And then he makes this amazing statement, all that the Father has is mine. The Father, who has everything, has given everything to Jesus, the Son of God. When Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, the devil shows him all the kingdoms of the world, all their peoples, all their power and authority, all their culture, all their achievements, all their glory. All these, he says, have been given to me. That, by the way, is fake news. (laughs) And Satan says, if you worship me, I will give them to you. But Jesus doesn't fall for it. He rebukes Satan and reminds him that we should worship God alone. The truth is that Jesus is the one who has all power and authority. He is the ruler of rulers. He does not need to bow the knee to anyone, least of all the devil because he is the one to whom one day every knee will bow and God has given Jesus all people not to be slaves or servants but to be his younger brothers and sisters to be his friends he has given Jesus all places the universe the galaxies the stars belong to him So do the fjords of Norway, the forests of Siberia, the mountains of Nepal. And Jesus is Lord of creation. I was talking with someone last week who had just been appointed to a fairly uh, senior role. And they were saying they were feeling really agitated and just feeling they were completely out of their depth and they were going to be shot at and, and all of that. And they thought, how can I possibly do that? And he heard a sermon preached here by Franklin Graham who'd come over here and Franklin Graham spoke of how Jesus and you'll know this story was in a boat with the disciples in a storm and while the disciples panicked it seemed that Jesus had opted out he was asleep and they wake him up and they say master don't you care that we're going to drown Perhaps we feel we're in the middle of a raging storm. Perhaps we feel that Jesus is asleep. Perhaps we accuse him and tell him, you don't really care for me. But Jesus stood up and with a word, he calmed the wind and the waves. And with another word, he rebuked them. Have you no faith? Jesus is the Lord of creation. He walked on water. He turned water into wine. He feeds 5,000 people with a few loaves and fish. He raised people from the dead. And the Spirit shows us that Jesus is Lord of time. He is bigger than time, beyond time. He controls all time. He controls the past, the present, and the future. He is the one who is, who was, who is, and who is to come. He created time in the beginning and he will bring time as we know it to an end. The story is told of a man who went to God and said, God, he said, is it true to you that one, that, 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 that one, one day, one second is to you like a million years? And God said, yes. And the man said, and is it true to you that a million rubles is like one ruble and God said yes and the man said God he said would you just give me one ruble and God said yes of course in one second (laughs) (laughs) and the spirit shows us that the father has given him life not just to have life but he has made him life he's made him the life giver He has given him all the elements. The ancients thought the fundamental elements were water, fire, earth and air. We're aware it's a little bit more complicated than that with atoms and quarks, particles and waves, magnetic and gravitational, electronic and nuclear forces and all of that. And the Father who loves Jesus has given him all power, all honour, all wisdom and all glory. Jesus is, we say in the creed, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. Imagine that you walk into one of the churches here in Moscow. It is dark and perhaps a bit forbidding, but a friend is beside you, and the friend tells you to look up and you look up and you see there in the dome the image of Christ, Pantocrita, Christ the ruler of all things. The Holy Spirit is the one who tells us to look up in the darkness of life. He reveals us, to us Christ, Pantocrator, the one who is sovereign <coughs> over all things, ascended, the one is seated, who is seated at the right hand of the Father. It is the Holy Spirit who will help us to look up, to see that the Father has given Jesus all things, to see that Jesus is Lord, to see that he is ultimately the one in control. And the Spirit will help us to look forward. He will declare to you the things that are to come, verse 13. The Spirit speaks to our hearts and our minds about the future, the future of a transformed heaven and earth. There's a famous verse in 1 Corinthians chapter two, Paul writes, no eye has seen nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. Now I have often used that verse to say, that we cannot begin to imagine what heaven will be like. It is beyond our imagination. But in fact, Paul is saying something a bit different. In fact, almost the opposite. Because he continues these things that we can't imagine with with our minds or see with our eyes, these things God has revealed to us through his spirit. In other words, humanly, we cannot begin to describe heaven. But the Spirit opens our spiritual eyes and gives us a glimpse, a taste of heaven. Paul knew that himself. He knew immense suffering, but he was given a glimpse of heaven. It was too overwhelming to put into words when he writes about it, and he only hints at it. Sometimes, especially after our Wednesday communion service or sometimes after our nine o'clock service At the end of the service when all words have been said and all actions have been done there can be a profound silence a deep peace That is a glimpse of heaven Or when we see God at work dramatically unexpectedly And heaven breaks into earth and we see a glimpse of heaven. When a gravelly voice becomes for a few moments while singing a hymn or hymn of praise or song absolutely crystal clear. When a person who cannot physically see for a few seconds has their eyes opened and they can suddenly see. When we have an encounter beyond words in a dream or even in a vision. When a word from God, whether in mainly through scripture or through a preacher or a friend or a thought that comes into our mind and we suddenly see it understand it in a new way and we know it's of god because although it may rebuke us it also brings real freedom and real joy in all those things it is the spirit giving us a glimpse of what is to come, a glimpse of heaven. It is hard, and it may get harder, but we are not on our own. Our friend is with us. The Spirit of the Father has come to us, and he is with us. And he is the one who tells us, look up. Look up in the middle of troubles, look up at the glory of Jesus, the Son of the Father, to whom the Father has given all things. Look up. And although he tells us it will be hard, although we're told there will be suffering and difficulties, he urges us to look forward beyond the trouble to the day when all creation will see him when all creation will join in the worship of him and the day when we will share in that glory. Father God, thank you that you have given to the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, all things. Lord Jesus, thank you that you reign. Lord Jesus, thank you that you sent the Spirit who comes to us and who shows us that the Father has given you all things, that you have all authority, and who points us to the future. We bless you because you have blessed us. Amen.